So, uh, before we start, ladies and gentlemen, um, Joe has has something he'd like to say to you. What would you like to say, Joe? Well, in the spirit of honesty and openness, and given this uh, general election pre-season, I want to be absolutely clear about the fact I don't know what I'm doing when it comes <laughs> to technical matters, and I may have recorded the entire podcast on the tiny little internal mic, <laughs> and not the posh new podcast mic, which was meant to solve all our technical problems. So I am sorry, dear listener. <laughs> so what we're saying is that Joe's audio in this sounds as though he's recording in a public lavatory with laryngitis. Yeah, I think that has happened. Uh, <laughs> although, although not for this podcast. So we do apologise. Uh, we do apologise for we the do. sound quality here. I'm sorry. And, and we would uh, obviously record it again, uh, but we can't be bothered. No, not at all. No. We're really sorry. Yes, um, so I hope you can put up with it. If you can't put up with it, the other thing you can do is just simply turn the volume down whenever Joe's talking. Exactly. Because you really won't miss a great deal either. Oh, how my wife would love that purpose and function. <laughs> <laughs> Give her a remote control. Oh. Anyway, thank you very much. Enjoy the podcast. Well, uh, welcome to Mid-Faith Crisis, episode 15. Uh, my name's Nick Page, and uh, once again I am joined in a virtual way by my good friend uh, Joe Davis. How Hello. You doing, Joe? I'm doing extremely well. Yeah, good. And I'm sorry good. it's in a virtual way and not in a physical way, as it should have been. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in a couple what? of weeks' time. <laughs> so we've had another little diary, uh, <laughs> diary incident. problem. <laughs> diary incident. Um <laughs> it's not really boding well. Planning is a bit of a kind of uh, <laughs> planning uh, uh, is a mystical art. To it's us, not a great really. strength. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair to say we were supposed to be together for the bank holiday weekend. You'd yeah. booked it in your diary. Yeah. I'd booked it in my diary. What could possibly go wrong? Except that the last weekend of April turns out is the bank holiday weekend. Not as yes. I had thought the first weekend of May. So you were yeah. then coming on the wrong week and it's all gone horribly wrong. Well, we, it, it, I don't mind. I mean, it means I've got a weekend free. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. And listeners, I was absolutely mortified and sent many texts and Facebook messages and emails mm. uh, chastising myself and saying how sorry it was. When I eventually spoke to Nick on the phone, he just said, don't worry, I wasn't looking forward to it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, so thank as, you. As this podcast will show, always good to be honest, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> anyway, so thanks. No, I, do you know I'm always heartened when other people double book or make mistakes <laughs> in the diaries because it makes me feel a lot better about my own my own life and my own inadequacy. Uh, yeah, good. It's so great. I'm back. I'm back from Sweden. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about that. It's wonder Stockholm is that I think it's the most civilized city I've ever been in. Because it's wonderful. I don't know. Everything's so beautifully designed. And all the people are sort of essentially put together from flat packs. And you know, <laughs> uh, I, no, it's just it's just fantastic. It was a bit cold though. Yeah, it was a bit cold. Oh, the Abba Museum is of course the the pearl. Yes, because don't you think that one of the things when I was younger, it wasn't really cool to like Abba. You know, it wasn't it wasn't done, and it takes a while before you can 
relax enough to realise that um, you don't have to apologise for liking certain no, things. No, but it's, you it's know, completely cool okay. to like Abba now, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And, and, I mean, actually, one of my favourite albums ever is The Visitors, which is a really uh, quite yeah. a deep album, actually. It's got some really good bits on it. But... Um, no, I loved it. You have to sort of throw yourself into it. You have You've to lost fling... most of the audience again. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> well I know. done. No, I don't care. See, I don't care. I, you have to fling yourself into it, and so you go and you put on your full Benny and Bjorn stuff, and you just go for it. It was great. <laughs> so, uh, great. yeah, we, we really enjoyed it. Had a good time. Good, really good, time. good, good. Hey, and the article, mm-hmm. I just remembered. Ah, yes. The article was in Christianity magazine, so we should say hello to anyone who's listening uh, as a result of reading Christianity magazine, they probably only listened to one episode. Uh, yeah, indeed. Well, that's nice. And uh, yes, we did. So I did an article. I did an article for uh, Christianity magazine on mid-faith crisis, and um, yeah, it was nice of them to ask us to write. Something yeah, it's great. great, and it's probably doubled our listenership. So we should be up to at least eight to ten people. Uh, a bit ambitious, Joe. I think a little <laughs> bit pushing it a bit. No, it's nice anyway. Uh, so if you if you read the article, do let me know what you think of it, and um, yeah, you know I I I'll ignore it basically because <laughs> yeah. you know I don't listen to criticism. Anyway, so uh, what, what, talking of uh, letting us know, what emails have we got? Oh, uh, loads of emails. Thank you. And we're we're sort of struggling with this whole section of the podcast because we want to keep these under half an hour. And then what do you do? Because we get so many great emails and yeah. then the whole podcast will be emails. But just to say, you will remember that we, <laughs> we issued a challenge to our dear listenership about writing a song with mixed metaphors. And this mm. was, you know, after I can't even remember the song that started it that we sung in church recently. Something about my anchor within the veil or something. Yes. yes anyway, so, and yeah. of course, our reliable listener, Dorothy, God bless her. Uh, came to the rescue and uh, has written a chorus. I won't read it all out, but it does go along the lines of when the kingdom of the Lord is come, then the lion will lie down with the lamb and the blood of the lamb is shed. Our sins, let it be scarlet red, be washed pure as water and find as the purest snow as we rest on the rock amidst shifting sands, praising the <laughs> lamb with lifted hands, hands made holy by the lamb's blood shed. And she goes on, and I rather like this chorus. Oh, with wings we mount up with eagle's wings as the lamb seeks to gather us his chicks. <laughs> and it goes on and and she's done well throughout very good i so think the, prob- the problem though always that's very good but, the but it sounds always, biblical it's, doesn't it, it it's, sounds it's what i call i can't believe it's not the bible or <laughs> yeah. scripture light you know you get a lot of this there are people who write stuff and you think that must be a verse because it doesn't make any sense as, as ordinary english so it must be a bible verse and yet it proves not to be but i think the problem is um the difficulty with all this is um Beating the real stuff, because I was sing- so. Here's my favourite latest one, and it's right. from a song from Hill Songs, which I, I yeah. apparently they're quite popular. They I don't are. know. Um, and and it's, some of them are very good for the sake says, of balance. Um, <laughs> it, okay, okay. I see. I see the King of Glory coming on the clouds with fire. Good. That's surely though that would evaporate the cloud, wouldn't it? Well, it's, anyway, but it's never mind. Difficult. The whole earth shakes. The whole earth shakes. You see. And then he goes on, blah, 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 blah. I, I see a generation rising up to take their place. Good. Well, whose place? I don't know. Anyway, with selfless faith, with selfless faith. And then this line comes in, it says, I see a near revival, <laughs> stirring as we pray and see. It's a near revival. What is a near revival? <laughs> and how do you, how do you recognise it when you see it? <laughs> I see, I see, I see. It's like if you're driving <laughs> along, you say, I see a near corner. <laughs> 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 well, where is it? 
<laughs> is there a one person comes to faith? That's a, it's a near yes, revival. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One person is sort of interested, <laughs> accidentally coming to church. It's a near revival. I see it. Okay. I don't know. I, it's almost like the person I think involved um, didn't want to <laughs> didn't want to put all the you know didn't want to go the whole hog and think I see a revival. So they've just gone for a near one. <laughs> oh, there we go. Anyway, anything anyway, else? Yeah, I... listen. Okay, so I'm just going to rush through these. Uh, one from Mark Pennington. It says this. Dear Snooker legend Joe Davis, I'd like, to, uh, so I'd like to express thanks to you, Nick, for taking uh, blah, 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 blah. Hilarious, helpful, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yes, but I like this. This is what got me. He said, if you are both freelancers rather than salaried ministers, we are freelancers, Mark. You should also take a fee for the weekend. What about yeah. that? Uh, yeah. Well, what a lovely thought that someone would think that because well, here we a are. Nice man, Mark. He yeah. is. Is he? Do you know him well? Uh, no, no. I met him at um, a thing in Scargill. I did a, okay. a Dark Night at the Shed weekend okay. in Scargill House in so, Yorkshire. So two things I want to say. Thank you for that, but we won't take a fee from this weekend. So we're going to have to pay like everyone else who comes on the weekend. The reason we haven't got a venue for you yet is because <laughs> they've all been too expensive and Nick and I can't afford them. <laughs> and that is the truth. And also, and also, given we can't even arrange to meet up ourselves yeah, for the weekend, it's just ludicrous. It's never going to happen. It is happening on Friday the 29th of September to Sunday the 1st of October. It is happening. Never going to happen. No, it is going to happen. So keep the faith, listeners. We're coming to I've had, uh, But also, oh, that's the other thing. He signs off this email, woo, woo. Oh, gosh. Now, that is a reference. It is a reference. That is a reference to a dark era before we were thrown out of spring harvest. <laughs> <laughs> when, you and I used, when you and I used to do the After Hours comedy yeah, show. Yeah, So yeah. anyone, I wonder if there's anyone else who remembers that. Remembers, woo. If anyone can remember the Aegis Gratic experience and Dave Anon and Pete Bollard, yeah. Reverend Pete Bollard, do let us know. We didn't uh, technically get thrown out of Spring Harvest. We just didn't get invited back. <laughs> yeah. Really. Okay, right. Anyway, uh, an email from Tom who says, I really uh, enjoyed the podcast and I'm interested in coming on the weekend away if it's still going to happen. It is no, going to happen, Tom. It's never going to happen. And then uh, an email from Phil who says, uh, uh, he's sent a very lovely email saying lots of kind things. Thank you. Uh, and he says at the end, uh, the understanding of the gospel that I imbibed as I came to and grew in faith does not, to be honest, to be honest, give much room for real hope for humanity, as opposed to the small proportion who profess the Christian faith. I'm encouraged that there might be more than I realised that might permit me to hope. Uh, oh. And he said, once again, uh, many thanks uh, for all that you share on the podcast. I hope that the weekend for the bewildered goes ahead. It will go ahead, Phil. Mm, never going to happen. Keep the faith and mm. a book. I plug a book. Mm. Yeah, go on. So uh, a dear friend who I've never met, so he's not really a dear friend at all. But I feel like <laughs> he's a friend. Do you know? Do you not get that with authors? You feel like they're friends. Do people not come uh, up no, to you? No, all no. But as an author, every yeah. other author to me is in fact a bitter enemy. <laughs> of course. And uh, I, they're not my friends at all. They are in fact my rivals. Okay. I, would, I will stab them. Thank you. Okay, well, that's mm. thank you for that balanced view. So Good. Dave Tomlinson, anyway, has got a new book out called Black Sheeps and Prodigals. And if you haven't, listeners, if you haven't read <laughs> uh, How to Be a Bad Christian and The Bad Christian's Manifesto, they are just... Uh, tonic for the soul and this new book is equally good and and nick page and i don't think mm. you know this 
He said he want he'd come on the show and do a podcast. Well, that's great. That's very yeah. good. Obviously, what a um, lovely man. Yes, he's also a fellow Hodder author, so we may even be able to uh, blag so, some uh, giveaways. So does that mean he's not a bitter rival? No, I didn't say that. Okay, he's so a fellow he's... Hodder author. Okay, so he's still a bitter rival. Yeah, he still has to die like the rest of them. <laughs> so yeah. balanced. Okay, well, there, there you go. We, we should that's move nice. on because we're you know, prattling on quite a rate. Yeah, indeed. Uh, well, I've got a letter here, okay. fun, funnily enough, and it's from our... our our, our genuine dear friend and correspondent, Ethel. Yes. And she says, Dear Mr and Mrs Davis, I'm sorry not to have written to you much recently, but I have been busy fiddling with my manifesto. Which is, uh, passes the time, I suppose. And she apparently, so this is it, in the, in the election, she's, Ethel is going to stand for the constituency of Upper Ramsbottom, which is where she, <laughs> where she lives. That's it? great and, news. And she sent me this little flyer, which is great. You can see that. It says, uh, Vote... Sad old person, make Ethel great again, and um, she's she's got her own party. It's the Herbalist and Old English Communist Knitwear Party, which uh, I think would be great. Um, and uh, and she look, she says on the on the, the yeah. flyer, she says, yeah. "People of Upper Ramsbottom, you have been lied to for far too long. Rise, Upper Ramsbottom. Sorry, there's a comma in there. Rise, Upper Ramsbottom." Throw off the shackles. Vote sad old person. The voice of sanity, honesty and cups of tea. So, it'd be great. That's a great manifest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she, she signs up. She said, as you can see, I'll be busy for the next few weeks. But uh, don't you agree that it's it would be... Uh, don't you agree that a bit more honesty in politics and life would be helpful? Well... Once again, she's put her prophetic finger on the point. On this week's uh, subject, which is honesty. Yes. Telling the truth. Yeah, because I think you know one of the things that I realised in the mid faith crisis, or I suppose one of the things that brought me to to that point, it was this sort of realisation that um, I wasn't who I was pretending to be. Mm, yeah, you know, it. and that that, and I think this is true for a lot of um, yeah. a lot of people in of those age, but also uh, particularly actually true for a lot of freelancers. I think or people like that. You know. Um, you have to put on a front. You have to put on a, a yeah. show. Um, and I was so tired. I didn't realise how tired I was. But I, I just wasn't who... Yeah. I, I had these masks. No. You know, Jung, my, I, I like, you know, you know, I, I like Jung. He, he talks about persona, the masks you wear. And uh, and we all have to wear them. But, but you know, they, they just get so tiring, wearing masks. So one of the absolute joys of, uh, of um, coming through this kind of period was to to just to, to just stop worrying about what people thought about me it's, yeah you know it's yeah. just it's so liberating when you realize that actually you don't have to play those games anymore yeah and i think i think one of the masks that i found was you know the mask of we all believe the same thing you know mm. we all believe this stuff you know mm. we've got the kind of written statement of faith and then we've got our own churches you know really dearly held beliefs mm. and you cannot deviate from those and I think you know you say what happens is is this is it dissonance is that the right word you know between mm. you know what you know you're supposed to be believing and saying and thinking and and what you're actually believing and and thinking and saying in fact actually I must just mention Dave um, Dave Tomlinson in his uh, new book the, the second chapter is I believe beliefs are overrated they're only words after all and it's a magnificent it's a magnificent chapter actually 
about that, and 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 it's a it's a, it make, it's making a really good point about beliefs. You know, is is the point of our Christian faith that we all believe exactly the same thing? Is is that it? Not that that has ever happened, I don't suppose, in the history of the Christian Church from day one. Hmm. Why do you think though that? So there's a pressure, I think, on people to. You know, to keep their doubts hidden. Yeah. You know, to behind the mask, to put on the mask. Yeah. Of being yeah. And we find all kinds of ways in which to do that. Yeah. We, um, and why, why do the people feel the need to do that? What is it that makes them want to do that? <sighs> it's it's going to be part of a deeper issue of, I don't know, insecurity and fear. I mean, I, I think I don't really want anyone else to know how deeply disappointing I am as a human being yeah <laughs> you know, I, and the I, funny thing is it's so evident to people isn't yeah, it <laughs> it's evident now <laughs> it probably always has been <laughs> but yeah no I I you know I mean I don't want that's the fear isn't it what, I mean if you know what if I am crazy what if I'm the only person that thinks this way what if I am alone what if I can never belong what if it, you know all those questions mm. we explored mm. that belonging theme uh, a few mm. podcasts ago and it's it's scary and vulnerable and it's better to ignore those questions and i think what happens in the first part of your life is you can just go through your life ignoring them and you know by being busy in your job by getting married and having kids by doing you know energetic things by all kinds of chat and i think what happens is eventually those deeper things rise up and confront you and uh, there's no escape. And you, your options are, well, just keep wearing the masks. Don't let anyone know that inside I'm falling apart. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't reveal it. Don't show yeah. it. Don't. I, I think fear is absolutely true. I, there are a number of things, I think. One is that I think we, we don't want to disappoint people sometimes. Mm. You know, we, don't, we, feel, mm. we, we, think, we think people like us because of the beliefs. Yeah. Or because we're part of it. And that if we somehow... Or because somehow, we're happy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because and we're happy somehow, and we're up yeah, and we're fun to yes, be around. And and yeah. they like us because of the mask. Yeah. That's what they like. So That's if we right. take the mask off, then they, they won't, won't like, us. like us anymore. Yeah. And yeah. maybe even God won't like us anymore, you know, yeah. because if he really knew what I was like, he wouldn't like yeah. me. Um, and the other thing is this fear of, well, what do I do if I take off the mask? Where do I go? Yeah. To whom, you know, to whom Where's do the I safe go? Place? Because there's no... Yeah. There's no safe place for me to do that. There's no um, churches, you know, again, we don't want to sort of bash churches, but I think sometimes in churches there isn't a place, an easy place for that to happen, mm. really. Um, and and so there's a, the, the, I think there's a lot of fear about it, but it's so tiring. I, found, I think for myself, I think, uh, you know, you find it, it just exhausts you, this kind of yeah. um, keeping up appearances and, um, and uh, like I said, actually, I'm not ever. I'm not so sure that often it, it comes as a massive surprise to people when you do take off the mask. You know, right. I think people probably, particularly our friends, have a closer insight into us than we think sometimes, and and can see stuff. Um, when I think yeah. that one point I'd yeah. like to make when we talk about being honest, so moving from so so, um, you know, one of the movements in in uh, mature life i think is to move from duplicity to simplicity from you know into honesty to just be yourself yeah Yeah. but i would want to make sure that that goes along with humility i think because i think often when people (sighs) are people you know you often think think well i'm i'm very honest i'm very honest i speak my mind 
Meaning Say what you think. An, meaning they're an absolute pain in the neck. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Meaning they're just nasty. They're yeah. just, yeah. you know, there's a difference between honesty and hurtfulness. And, yeah. you know, just what, what honesty has to go along with is the humility to recognise yes. yourself as you are and therefore not to kind of... Uh, you know, be judgmental about it. I don't. I, I. I. don't think that's what we want. But it is. It is quite nice when you feel you don't have to pretend anymore. Yeah. Really. It is. I, I think that's a great thing. Yeah, and I. I, th- I think that sometimes, you know, I, firstly, I. I do think there's really something very positive churches could do at times like this. But I'll come on to that in a bit. But, but I think that sometimes the doctrines and 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 the way sin is presented in the church, in such a way that we're we end up so thoroughly ashamed. Mm, mm. And, you know, there are there are little sins that are acceptable in churches. Greediness is acceptable, um, generally speaking. Um, you know, if you, if you buy another BMW, you're not going to get a visit from, you know, the leaders, <laughs> the leadership. You'll probably be made treasurer, but you won't, you know. Be, <laughs> that's all acceptable. But other sins, sexual sins, moral yeah. sins, you know, they're... they're, they're oh, Oh, that's serious, and you know, we'll 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 invoke some discipline and stuff like that. And I think, I think part of that, um, you know, sort of double standards, make can make it hard because most people are, are arrive in midlife with you know quite a few scars and some damage, and you know, hopefully not, but you know, a lot of people I know are kind of struggling with things like that, and they felt the sort of displeasure of of you know, unapproving eyes in the church rather than the church being the place of grace and forgiveness. And of course, I mean, a bit like Dave was saying on his on the podcast uh, uh, a few podcasts ago, where I loved the values and uh, that the church really stood for. It wasn't that we are perfect. We make mistakes. Of course we make mistakes. Cause we, but grace is the prevailing uh, prevailing doctrine, the, the way we, we react. This is what we're based upon. A grace, and so I think when that culture is there, it's not going soft on sin. It's just saying sin isn't the final word ever. Sin is to be dealt with, and of course you're going to sin. And, you know, of course you're going to make mistakes, and of course life's going to go wrong. That there's, you know, that that is a natural part of life and growth and being a follower of Jesus. What mm. Jesus does is gives us hope and reminds us who we are. Sin doesn't get the final word. Well, I think I, I, when Jesus, when you look at Jesus, he he seemed to reserve his toughest um, criticism for pretense. For yeah, know, for people. Firstly, for people yeah. who used who used religion to crush other people. Yeah, and and then for those who pretended, you know, the idea of hypocr- hypocrite, and of course the the hypocrite was the actor, and the actor wore the mask. That was mm. where the um, in 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 the Greek theatre, that's where it all came from. Mm. So he, you know, that's that is is his strongest criticism for people that pretend. And I think it's not just because that's just annoying to him mm. or anything. I think it's because it's corrosive to the person behind the mask. That's the mm. problem that mm. that it will damage you. It will wreck you in the end. Mm. You yeah, know, you'll you'll true. be you'll turn into the the mask. Yeah, that's very true. And I think the other thing about mask wearing and everything is that actually in relationship with other people, where you all say, look, we're going to take the risk of taking our masks off and being who we are. And, you know, let's let's make some ground rules about that. Like they're not going to face condemnation. There's such liberation 
there's such you know i think that's one of the reasons aa is so powerful you know the opening line is you, you know we're, we're people who have a problem and we're mm. totally reliant on a, another power to help us through and i wish that same honesty would come into to church life more and more and i think it is in some churches in some places that is happening uh, undoubtedly and we had an interesting email from someone actually who was talking about their um, their married life actually and this person was saying about how you know they didn't have a bad married life they had a good married life but you know there were certain things that were always said in a nice way because we didn't want to upset the other we didn't but they, they just decided to be really honest about a certain subject that was mm. really impacting their relationship and their life and the healing and the growth that came from risking saying the difficult thing to one another meant that that relationship ended up a lot closer. And I think, I think that's probably true in my own relationship, in my own marriage. I think we have learned as we've got older to be more honest about who we are with one another. And we don't always have to have, you know, we don't have to wear masks in front of each other. And I think that has strengthened our relationship. I think it's definitely true in other relationships, in, mm. in church communities, in, in communities. But it is, a, you use that word risk. And I yeah. think that's another thing. You know, you have to trust people enough to do that. I know some people have been yeah. burned by that, by yeah. taking off the mask, and they have they have been rejected, Yeah, which is very, very tough. It's very difficult um, if you feel like you're losing friends. But, I mean, my yeah. question would be, what kind of friends are they? If they well, can't? that's that's yeah. exactly it. So it is a risk, isn't it? It can be yeah. a risk in, 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 in taking off the mask. Mm. But I think the reward is um, is worth it, I think. So what do we do? Let's, let's ground this a little okay. bit in terms of our own lives. Where well, are the areas that... Oh. Well, before we... Can I just say something I think the church can do? Because yeah, you know, oh, yeah. I don't want us to be sort of, you know, negative about church. Church is great. We love we love their songs. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah uh, and I'm pretty sure I see a near revival. I'm not you? sure. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but um, here's something that I think churches could really do. All churches, whatever size, wherever they are. Provide a space where it's safe to take your masks off. You know, Call it something better than taking your masks off group, but you know, provide a space <laughs> and and lead by example. If you're a leader of a church, lead by example and you know, provide a safe place, make it comfortable, make it a home, you know, have a meal, mm. pour some wine if you're into that. But you know, just just make a space where you can gather people together and say, Look, there's no masks here, we're going to be honest about our doubts, and our hopes, and we're doing this because. Actually, wherever we are, we still want to follow Jesus. You know, that's that's the basis of our community is a desire to follow Jesus. But but we can no longer pretend to be something that we're not. And I think that's just an instant step that churches could do that would really help. And it would help churches that are concerned with losing people, of course, not to lose people. In fact, they may stick around the fringes of church for years and years to come. And uh, and that's OK. If they need to. Well, and I think per, on a personal level, um, hmm. I, I suppose let's just have that challenge of, of um, being truthful, really. I, I think with my, if I think about myself, I don't, I don't think I tell many lies, but I think I allow people to believe things about me that aren't necessarily true. Do you know what I mean? I, you, oh. know, you don't necessarily go in there yeah, sure. uh, 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 sort of saying all these things, but you kind of, you know, you, you give the impression... You allow yeah. the impression that you know you you 
you know, you were mentioned in the New Year's Honours, but you ch- turned it down. But I don't want to talk about it. You know, <laughs> it, you know these kinds of things. So you, you know, and, and for authors, seriously, it's kind of a problem because one of the things you have to do all the time as an author or a speaker is write your blurb. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you find this, you know, that you can no, write I your don't, blurb? No, I don't have to write my blurb very often at all. But when Can I do, you... I get you to help. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, and your blurb is you. It's on, on a good day, as it were. You know, you're selling yourself, Nick Page. Yeah. And and honestly, sometimes I I just want to write. Nick Page had had literally no idea what he was doing when he was writing this book, and he was making it up as he went along. <laughs> on the Reformation, but I got the put on the bat. I wrote the blurb for the bat, and I said to, it includes the line up to one hundred percent true. <laughs> and I put a little asterisk saying. Actual percentage of truth not guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's a sign we should all put on ourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, whatever While we're doing, in training. It's up to 100% true, but I can't guarantee the percentage. But, you know, you, so you have to do the blurb, and you, you, you just feel like sometimes, uh, um, you know, I just want to write honestly what I am. But I suppose the, the lesson of that is actually perhaps the other side of this is that how you feel about yourself is not always the truth about yourself either. Yeah. And that you might think, I am, yeah, you, I'm a you might think person. actually the person behind the yeah. mask is much, much worse than they actually are. Yeah. You know, so that's why once you can take the mask off with someone you trust, yeah. they'll not only help you sort of come to terms with the, yeah. the tough stuff and the failings, yeah. but they'll also remind you of the good stuff. Yeah. And nurture the good side of you. And, yeah. um, and the stuff that about you that is great yeah. and is and is yeah, worth it's... cherishing and growing. I think you're so, exactly, you know, exactly right. And I think part of the reason that I get so angry at this season, where uh, you know general elections being announced and yeah. we're hearing all the lies and all that, it's so easy. You know, this is a, a well-known psychological phenomenon. Is it's so easy to hate the thing out there. I hate your duplicity. I hate that you keep changing yeah. your mind. I hate that you said yeah, you wouldn't yeah. do this, and yeah, now you're doing yeah, this. Yeah. I hate that you're doing it, but of course. It's holding a mirror up, really, yes. and saying, yes. well, why do you hate that so much? Is that because that's something that, you know, I do? Yes. You know, I, I, say, I say I'm going to do something and then I don't do it. Or I change my mind on something and yeah. I don't like we, it. We want, and, and I let hold, hold out the, yeah. we want people to hold out the possibility that life could be better. And, yeah. you know, there's a sense of disappointment when it doesn't yeah. happen. But, that's exactly I, you know, right. let's that, not give in. That's, I think uh, that's a great challenge on. that you've issued us. Let's tell the truth about yeah. who we are yeah, and, uh, well, and risk it. And... Be honest about that. Um, that'd be great. Um, in little ways. And, of course, I mean, not wanting to force a theological agenda or anything like that. That's not really our style. But know that you are completely loved by God as you are. You know, with all that, with all that, rubbish inside you and that stuff you're so conscious of and so ashamed of that has not altered the divine's perception of you one iota might be worth reflecting on that yeah well i see a near ending do you yeah i do how how far away it's (laughs) pretty much here really oh i'm seeing it too (laughs) are you i'm seeing (laughs) <laughs> I'm seeing a near goodbye, listeners, and thank you for listening. And I'm leaving people with the hope that the mid-faith crisis weekend will happen. Uh, it'll never happen. Nearly. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs>